Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Oakland Athletics, along with every other team, are getting ready to go home after a very long spring training, which is exciting for everybody. Let's talk to Jane Lee about that. I'm sure she's also very excited to go home. I'm Allison Futter. Jane, um, so here we are at the end of spring training, and the A's appear to have a starting rotation that they've announced. Um, So a couple of guys snuck in there. What can you tell us about the final five? Yeah, um, I think the the first three, no surprise, Kendall Graveman, uh, Sean Manaya, Jarrell Cotton, um, with Sunny Gray out, of course, because it's a lot injury. And then the final two ended up being Andrew Triggs and Raul Estijan out of the mix. Um, and I don't think it was too much of a surprise, just based on the way things have been going for him recently. He really struggled his last two starts, and you know, it it just it's that time of spring where the A's need to see results, and they weren't there for him. And I know you can only glean so much from spring training results, but when there's, you know, jobs to be won, I mean, it really does matter how these guys perform, um, especially in recent weeks where the going up, you know, they're not just out there for two or three innings, but more like five or six, and Jesse just really struggled. And Triggs, it seemed all along, was the favorite to be in the rotation. Um, the A's have been really high on him since, um, last year, so I think it was kind of presumed all along that he would be one of one of the guys that won a job. Um, and so the last spot was really between Jesse and Alcantara, and Alcantara kind of had an edge already being out of options. Um, you know that always helps a guy at this time of year because the A's, of course, um, don't want to to lose him. So I honestly, the way things go, the way you know, rosters are, you know, always changing. I wouldn't be surprised if Jesse's, you know, up maybe even in April, um, maybe more likely May. Um, of course, a lot of it depends on when Sonny's back, but I do think that his opportunity will come soon. He said, you know, he doesn't feel like he's too far off from, from being that guy that they can count on in the big leagues every fifth day. Yeah, I would think that the A's uh, probably more than any other team. I mean, they, every team uses – uh, many more starters than five. Um, some use into the double digits. If you're having a good season, you'll use seven to eight. Uh, but I would imagine that the A's rotation could look much, much different sooner than later, um, probably more than we would expect from other teams. It's like 
one month into the season or whatever it is. Yeah, I think they used more than 10 last year, more than 10 starters. Um, and you look at the way the rotation is right now, you know, although there's a, there's a ton of talent in there, all those guys, I mean, they're still young, very much inexperienced, unproven. Um, they're three through five starters. Caught in Triggs and Alcantara between them combined have made 16 big league starts. And then there's Manaya, who's only had, you know, a year in the big leagues. And, I mean, Graveman's still young himself. So just kind of a lot of uh, unknowns there. And so I really wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of movement within the rotation, you know, even even in the first few months. So moving on to um, Alejandro Deaza, who he opted out of his contract. He wasn't going to miss the – he wasn't going to make the team. Um, he played really well. He's 32 years old, a veteran guy. There wasn't really room for him. Um, so maybe sign him back. Is there a chance? Uh, I guess this is the kind of – this is the time of the spring when guys like this kind of – they opt out or they get their release and then they, show, they're, they have showcased themselves all spring to other teams. Where do you think he's headed? Yeah, I, I really wouldn't be surprised if another team picked him up um, and added him to their major league roster. He had a really good spring – showed um you know just how fundamentally sound he is really good defensively at all three outfield spots particularly center field where the A's were really lacking in depth and that's like coming into camp and you know watching Diaza have this success that he had early on um and really throughout consistently um you know you started thinking like okay this could be a really good fifth outfield option for them but the way things are shaking out it looks like they're they might be leaning more toward carrying four outfielders instead of five and going with an eight-man bullpen to start the season and that fourth outfielder was always going to be Mark Canna Um, and Canna's been getting time at at all three spots in the outfield his defense um, I would say is (coughs) average and he really hasn't spent that much time in center so you know to watch Diaz perform the way he did it was kind of worth asking, well, why'd they, you know, why'd they sign him in the first place if, you know, it was kind of going to play out like this? I mean, he really did everything he possibly could, um, you know, to make an impression and potentially make the roster. And from the sound of it, it was just kind of one of those insurance things, um, you know, where if Rajay Davis got hurt, you know, Diazza probably would have been the guy to, to have been chosen to replace him. So, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense, um, but you also hate to see them lose out on a guy like that who kind of did everything they, they hoped he would do. Um, they do still have Jeff Decker, um, another non-roster guy, who could be that fifth outfielder. They haven't made a decision on that 25th roster spot, so it's basically between you know Karen Decker having that extra um, bench guy or going with a three-man bench, which um, you know presents problems is not ideal um but having eight guys in the bullpen to kind of shore up you know potential problems with the rotation you know if if some of those young guys fail to eat up innings early on so it'll be an interesting decision for them and i'm sure even if they start the season with an eight-man bullpen i i don't foresee that lasting very long you know maybe a week or two um as they figure things out with the rotation but um I, i just don't see in Diaz's case, him coming back just because I kind of see him looking for opportunity elsewhere and probably getting it. Okay, moving into a totally different topic. It looks like the A's may be the only team left in town. But a lot of news surrounding <laughs> what's happening on the football side. So wh- what's the status on that? And I guess that means that Coliseum is only going to be occupied by the A's. And what's 
what's going to happen in the future? Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, I mean, all of a sudden the A's are the basically going to be the only team left in Oakland, um, which is crazy. Um, the Warriors, of course, going to San Francisco, and the Raiders now I mean, being approved for a move to Las Vegas. Now, their lease at the Coliseum runs for two more seasons. Now, that could be broken to kind of expedite their, their exit out of there, but I would have to think that the Raiders will at least be playing at the Coliseum another season um, just because, you know, it's already nearly April. They do have other options for the, the following season. They could play where the Niners play at Levi Stadium um, in Santa Clara. Um, I guess they could also play down in San Diego, and there's um, apparently a already a stadium in Vegas, not where they will be playing in the future, but somewhere where they could play temporarily. So not too sure. The A's, of course, kind of taking the, the judicial route and, you know, responding to, to this and, you know, saying we, we hate to see the Raiders leave Oakland. Um, but, you know, we're also kind of focused on our own efforts right now um, and we're going to keep focusing on our efforts and of course the Coliseum is one of the four sites that they're considering for their own new ballpark so you know if the Raiders were to break their lease and leave the Coliseum sooner than planned um, maybe the Coliseum site does become more of a viable option for them Um, so It'll definitely be interesting to see how things shake out, but I think the most interesting part about it is that they now are the only team left there. Yeah, it's amazing. I know we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but just how it's sort of um, cruelly ironic, I guess, in that Oakland is enjoying sort of a, a resurgence. It's booming. It's becoming a place that people are, are moving to or has it has for a while. Just a growing, really fun, cool city. And the sports teams are leaving. I mean, it's, it's like they're moving backwards in that way. Yeah, and um, and also kind of ironic that I mean, it was it wasn't too long ago that the you know the A's were trying to get out of Oakland themselves. Um, yeah. You know, trying to land in San Jose, and now of course it's, it's the opposite is happening. You know, they're embracing Oakland, which I mean, you know, at a time when you're watching other teams leave, this is as great a time of any for the A's to embrace Oakland and really kind of take ownership of the city. Um, and I know that they're doing everything they can to do that. And um, I, I guess I, I know we talked about this last week about the, the trading in Giants caps for A's caps thing. Right. Um, I, I guess they they had a few people come do that, at least 30, I heard, um, yesterday. Wow. Um, I don't know if that's a lot, but it's maybe even more than I thought for one event. I mean, that was just at one event. Um, they're kind of doing it all week. So, um, yeah, a lot of things happening with the A's right now, and it really all comes back to this, the basically their whole slogan, which is rooted in Oakland. Yeah, well, I, I hope the best for them because I really like that city. So, um, hopefully better times are on the horizon. So, We'll end this. Uh, you recently talked to Bob Melvin about the upcoming season. He did a little Q&A with him, so we're going to run that. Here is that interview. What do you think will be your guys' biggest challenge this year? Uh, you know what? I don't think we're, we, we look it, it is what our biggest challenge may be. Obviously, our division is very good. You know, Houston's gotten better. Seattle's gotten better. Texas has been at the top of the division a couple years in a row. Uh, the Angels are always dangerous with, with you know, guys like Matt, Mike Trout uh, and Albert Pujols, Cole Calhoun. So, you know, the biggest challenge may be the division, but for us, we need to, to 
really concentrate more on ourselves and what we need to do each and every day. Uh, expect to go out and win each and every day, and I think things will take care of themselves. What are realistic expectations? Yeah, I'm not putting any numbers on anything. We, we just want to play the game in the fashion that we did a couple years ago. Play hard every game. Expect to win when we go out there. I do believe we have a chance to get better and better as the season goes along, and that was consistent with past years, too. So, you know, some teams will have goals. You know, the Cubs obviously are going to say, you know, our goal is to win the World Series. Ours are more short-term uh, and look to get better and then readjust our, our goals as the season goes along guys for several weeks now what have you learned about this group you know what we're really impressed with uh, not only the newer guys that have come in and the example they set and the leadership qualities they have the vibe in the clubhouse seems to be really good um, everybody pulls for each other here they're understanding that for us to be successful it's going to take everybody and I don't know that I've been uh, from start to the point we're in right now a better spring training and we've had a lot of good ones here what do you think will be the strength of the team? Well, I, again, it's 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 the totality of everybody contributing. Um, you know, certainly we have a young rotation. We've had some injuries here early on that could affect us a little bit. But to have a veteran bullpen like we do, I think, takes some of the pressure off the younger starters. And then our lineup is going to be deep throughout. You know, we might not dominate with two or three guys in the middle of the order, but. Uh, if you have a guy like Marcus Simeon and 27 home runs hitting, you know, maybe seventh in the lineup, it means you're deep and you have a chance to score in every inning. What do you um, specifically like about the lineup, just top to bottom? Yeah, I, you know what, we're, we're at least to this point, uh, we're a lot different than we were last year. We're taking more pitches with the with the additions of Matt Joyce and Trevor Plouffe and. Um, Raja Davis, you know, we we do have some guys it seems like that are going to have better on base percentages. That's something we need. Sometimes it's not necessarily the walks. It's, it's also just making a pitcher work and making them throw more pitches. We've seen that this spring. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to translate once the season starts, but I think uh, we're going in the right direction with that. Do you see the lineup as being the biggest improvement from last year, or what would you what would you say is the biggest? Yeah, I think so, and I think you know we're going to have power throughout too. I mean, you know, with Ryan Healy coming off the great season that he had, looks like Yonder Alonso's got a little different approach power-wise. Um, you know, we might not have 30, 35 guys except for for maybe a Chris Davis. But we have, we have quite a few guys have the potential to hit between 50 and 20 home runs. MLB.TV Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.TV Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.TV for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 